many of you were here on Friday? Raise your hands up. The wind blow it wherever it wills. Nobody knows where it's coming from. And nobody knows where it's going. Such are those who are led by the Spirit. I had an encounter last year, last week in Abuja. I didn't tell, give you a report of uh, my trip yet. When I mounted the podium, the concern of the people of Nigeria is who will be the next president of Nigeria. And you know that people don't speak on behalf of God unless God himself speaks on behalf of himself. I also had concern in my heart. Because God had revealed the destiny of that country to me. And according to the vision that I saw five years ago. Or four years ago it is. Because this current government is going to end in a few months. But before this current government of Nigeria came in, God visited me and gave me vision of Nigeria for this regime and Nigeria after this regime. And God revealed to me who he had given the key to unlock the destiny of the nation, of whom I found out the person because I saw the person when I did not know him. I don't know anybody in Nigeria apart from the main key figures. I don't know their senators or their members of house. But then, the person that God revealed to me who has the key to restore Nigeria, I have spoken to him after God revealed to me. I had prayed with him after God revealed him to me. And I knew as heaven lives, he will rule in the country. Because God does not speak. Because a man just felt like, you know, God had to say something. So on this trip, therefore, everybody is coming and asking who will be. Alright? The only thing I can say, whoever is now, or whoever goes on now, apart from the one God has ordained and he has given the key to, that person will not take Nigeria to glory. Until the one that he revealed, even when he did not know it, neither did any man know it, until that person amounts, mounts up to the power. But you know, I was concerned for the people there too, as they were concerned for themselves. Because there are agendas of men too, for the nation. But then the Lord they set it upon me on Friday. And when I picked up the microphone, I, I just went straight into prophet, prophetic. But this is what I'm telling you. While many people who are new in the church were so connected, and you can see the moment I was speaking normally, then I went to prophetic, the moment I shifted to prophetic, they caught it. But yet, those who have been with me for a while were still looking like this, some of them. Not all of them. Even among them was one of the pastors who was with the church from beginning. He was just looking like this. This is what happened in prophetic. When God moves in prophetic, if you are there under the cloud, okay, you will receive manifestation if your heart is connected. If you are not there, you can't get it. Because prophetic is for a people at a particular time and it works for them. 
So, and God began to speak about the church. And then God began to speak about the nation. And the Lord said to them to refer to the prophecy given when I came in September. When there was no issue in Nigeria, that they would now have better understanding. And then God began to speak about the nation. And God began to speak about the people. But I came to a climax in prophetic that I received information, volume of information, and my voice ceased. And then I knew that I've been seeking God from October for next year. Then I knew the Lord has visited us. And my intestine in my belly began to move round. All right? To the place whereby strength was in me. A lot of power and energy was in me. But my voice is. And so when my voice is, I began to speak in new tongues. But they are very exhaustive tongues. Because that happens when God is sending prophetic that will birth something. As much as I want to talk to them in English, I could not. But the tongues I was speaking, I've never under heaven spoken it. Because it is a tongue coming out from groaning. That's what the Bible calls groaning. Groaning is the movement of the belly with a mighty force and utterance cannot be given in human understanding. And then the power of God hit the place. So when I came into your midst on Friday, I knew God was going to, you know, something had begun in CFT for you people. That's why when I came in, I warned you that I, I can see God doing something here today. But you know what? Interestingly, the godly instruction I was given, the instruction God gave me for you on Friday, that is how I received that instruction. And the Lord told me to anoint your feet. And yesterday, I began to teach you about the head, the hand, and the feet. I've never had it in my life, taught anywhere. But when I began to show you, were you not amazed that the scripture speaks so much about it? He anointed my head with oil. He anointed my feet with oil. He anointed my hands with oil. And it is in the scriptures. And the Lord told me so many things about your foot. Every covenant of dominion that God made with man is with his foot. Every covenant of dominion is with his foot. He says, I've given you, if you look at beginning from Genesis chapter uh, um, 1 from verse 26 and God said let us make man our own image and in our likeness and then verse 27 says and God made them in his image and his likeness and verse 28 says and look at verse 27 really before we go to verse 28 it says so God created man in his own image in the image of God created you male and female created you them and then it says what and God blessed them and said to them be fruitful increase number fill the earth Subdue its rule over the fish and the, of the seas and the birds of the air and over everything. Give me the King James Version on that very verse. Just click King James. And God blessed them and, gave, and, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over. Alright? So we saw yesterday a deep insight from God. Your head carries glory. Your hand works out destiny. Your leg, domain. 
And we saw how the collaboration of head, hand, and faith. You know, a, a number of Christians accuse Satan because they struggle in success. They are not part of CFT. If anybody is in CFT and you follow me, you can't struggle with success. Because I don't. <laughs> I don't. I can't. Because there is a path a man will follow. And in that path is fulfillment of every promise. A Christian deviates from that path to his own path. He gets into many calamities on earth. I would get there now. So therefore, the Lord showed us how your head is the custodian of the revelation of destiny. Mouth, air, and eyes. And that how it's connected as a gateway to your mind. And how your mind is a gateway to your heart, which is your spirit. Alright? But when God gives visions by dreams or revelation or insight into human spirit, it's a process that goes through the head. This is not my lecture. I'm just introducing my lecture today. To your heart. Then it is your leg that will carry you to your domain. If you get employment to become the director of a company, you are not director until you sit on your chair. It's your leg that will carry you there. So if Satan can demobilize you, and that is spiritual, symbolic, the reason why people have dreams and they cannot fulfill is because they don't understand. When God gave Joshua, Canaan, between where he was and Canaan is the river Jordan. What parted by Jordan is his foot. When God told Moses, lead Israel out of bondage, between Egypt and where they're going is the sea. When, when they got there and they were asking, Moses asked God, that God, I know you will do something. You know, what? And God said, why do you listen to these people? Put your foot in that river. Step into it. And the moment Moses stepped in, the water spattered. I we together now. Satan will never hold you bound any longer. See, I was telling them in New Cross now. If you are a member of this church and you come only on Sundays, you are not a member, of, but you are welcome. Hallelujah, somebody. Some people escort people to market. May God not make you escort. You didn't hear what I said. They are the people who go and do window shopping. They don't buy anything. They are escorts. They know everywhere things are sold. But they only look at the price of those things and say, I wish I had money. That would not be your own testimony. Amen. But there are people who go there to buy. They don't go around about shop, window shop. They don't have problem. They don't have issue with window. They have issue with what they are selling there. So in Christianity... So in Christianity. I will show you something that will blow your mind. In a few minutes, I will talk to you today. Because we are coming back in the evening. I, we will dish out the, the secret things in the evening. Jesus Christ will speak in parable to the crowd. But when he meets his own people, they are the ones who come in the evening. He tells them the secret. Why should you lack bread in the house of bread? Why should you struggle in the place of comfort? Why should you fight a battle... When God is fighting for you. There is a way that seemeth right to man. The Bible says the end is destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to God. 
It said few follow it. I believe that CFT is one of the few. I didn't hear you, amen. This is the commercial headquarters. <laughs> I just told the general headquarters, you know, a few minutes ago that if they see any one of you there and you are alone at the door, they should send you back to where you come from. <laughs> and I've told them, you, if you see them here at the door there, if they come alone, show them the way back to New Cross. Amen. Look at you. You are very hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> very, very hilarious people you are. And they say, all of you come, there's room for you. No problem. But if you go to that place from today, at the door, they ask you, yes, uh, you and who? And they say, you and you. They will just say, okay, there's no room for you in this inn. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, let me say, God gave us a revelation by prophetic on Friday and said, I saw and I told you, God gave a cup to everybody in this house. One cup, but it fits every head. Gave us one shoe, and the shoe fits every fit. And I cannot understand how one shoe can fit every fit, because every fit is not the same size. Neither could I understand. One cup fits in the head of everybody. The name of the cup and the shoe is the cup of glory and the shoe of destiny. For we see in part and we know in part. And when the perfecter shall come, shall we know all things. The cup of glory and the shoe of destiny. That everybody that has the cup shall carry the glory. And everybody that walks in the shoe will never miss destiny, says the Most High. But you see, the Lord told me the second day. Now he's telling me now is the cup of glory and is the shoe of destiny. He told me the second day, how can, when I question God, how can many people wear the same cap all over the world? He said it's their mindset. He says as many who have your, your mindset, they will wear the cap. And so I told you, God wants you to distune your mind and take up the mind of God by which I operate. Because flesh give back to flesh. When you see a man or a woman, you can tell if the father or mother is standing because they look alike. You must look like me. Are we together? Why would I want to leave Nigeria? When I came to Lagos to some pressmen came. Say, Apostle, can you tell us what will happen in Nigeria? Why should they do that? Do they do that to just any minister of God? Because I have spoken before and it has come to pass to this and time. So if you are my children in the spiritual, the unction upon me is upon you. The grace upon me is upon you. And God said, now he gives you the same shoe. He gives you the same cap. Listen to me, therefore. Your mindset. It is a very hard thing, I know, for some. But it's easy for others. To serve God on Sunday is godlessness. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 52, verse 42. Let's look at it very quickly. Shall we read it together, please? Yes? Hey, stop. This is cathedral. Is it because I left you for one week? Eh? Let's read it the cathedral way. Uh-huh. Carry on. And then, the 
Then the next one. The next one. How many days did they meet in temple? How many days did they come to church? Businessmen were among them, professionals of all levels were there. These guys are not sellouts. They are people who are active, educated people and active, illiterate, but successful business. Look at what happened in chapter 3. This is not the message of today. Let's read chapter 3 from verse 1. Yes? Excuse me. If they went to temple every day and they still have their business, what is wrong with you? That you come to the temple every Sunday. Come on now. Now, can a student who attends class once in a week pass? So, oh, someone say I'm busy. I'm sorry for you. Very sorry for you. Let me tell you, you're busy. Let me tell you something. I finished my LLM this year. You thought it's over. I finished my membership exam of instructor arbitrator this year. You thought it's over. Right now, I'm studying for the last part of my final, which I must do the, my assignment is coming out tomorrow. Okay? Instructor arbitrators, six years after the membership, they give you six years to become fellow. Not so with Alfred. But I've just come from Crusade in Nigeria. I'm doing Crusade now. When I finish with you tomorrow, I have only one day. And that one day I'm coming here for Bible study. By Wednesday, I will start Crusade in Germany as well as my assignment. As well as I, have, I am now concluding about the program for next year. Everywhere we will go next year. I must finish it this afternoon. <coughs> I have spoken with Ireland Church this morning. I just finished a class with uh, Lagos Church right now. That's why I'm delayed to come up. Because they are finishing their youth convention now. And they were waiting for me. I just spoke to them on the Skype. Let me tell you. La- yesterday I was speaking to Apostle Tov's wife. And she was asking me, Apostle, what are you doing? When I finish, this is my exam I'm doing. The final of the Institute of Child Arbitration. With church running. With speaking to India, speaking to Nigeria, I spoke this morning also with Germany Church. Okay? And understand, I have to submit assignment in 10 days. Alright? Someone say, Apostle has more grace. You deceive yourself. What you give yourself to is what your body will commit to. Some of you, I don't back by because I'm too busy. For backbiting. My head is hot. And not only that, by neck, when I come from Germany, I'm enlist enrolling for my exam to become a solicitor. And I'm also doing pari my exam to become a barrister in America. Someone is saying, what's the person talking about? Satan engaged idle hands. 
Let me tell you something. Why am I doing all these things? I'm doing it for you. Because I cannot teach you something which I'm not doing. If you say you are busy, God will ask you, tell me on earth what you are doing. The race is not for the swift. Well does not come to the learned. It is God who creates time and chance. I was in Nigeria when a group of people called me from London and told me, this trip, that they, they had a group meeting to set up a company. And they decided that I should be the chair of that company. They said, we agreed that we need that man to come and chair the company. You know, when they say chair, you sit down, that's all. The Lord said to my Lord, sit down at my right hand until I meet thy enemies. Because if I sit there, because they, are, they, are, they looked at my track record and what I'm achieving in academics, they thought, and that well, we need someone like that who has the knowledge within arbitration and international law. But I will see that as a prophet. Because what education cannot see, the eye of God see. Will it affect my role as the, your presiding bishop? No. If my head does not engage himself, I feel frustrated in life. So if I don't have work to do, I visit you, I visit you, I visit you. I have to create work for myself. Because the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He did what? Went about before he can do good. So nobody should envy me. (laughs) Hallelujah, somebody. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His what a glory he sheds on when we do he'll abide with us and with all who will trust and mm, trust and for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but it's right. And I'm very happy with these youths of this church. I never see any church under heaven whose youth can compete with the youth of Christ with Tabernacle. I haven't seen one. I haven't seen one. They have entered Nigeria now to turn Africa upside down. We had 40, uh, no, um, they were 52. But we called them to 37 or so delegates from Benin Republic, French youths in various universities in Benin. They were there in this conference from CFT Benin. And some of them are not members of CFT, but when they had, they came. And I sat down to hear you youths. I felt very fulfilled. Because any youth in CFT that follow my path, before you are 40, you don't need any struggle in life anymore. You follow what I teach you. Our youths who went there are placed highly in this country. So they were able to share their personal experience with them. Nigerian youth. And Nigerian youth were fired up. That if these people can make it where they are, we can make it. All this lying against the devil. Devil loves it. You know, Christians saying that devil hindered me. What are you talking? You hindered yourself. You don't come to church. If you don't come to church, you go somewhere. Isn't it? Somebody gave a testimony of double honors on Friday among the old ones. So I'm saying this to you. You see, 
Nobody knows the part of the bird in the air, says the Lord. When God calls you for a meeting, don't joke with God. Turn unto me and I will turn unto you. Then I will show you. So all your fasting that you go and fast hunger strike, God doesn't need that. What God needs is Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Shall we read it together? This book of the law. Yes. What are you putting ministering is apostle? What does that mean? <laughs> Excuse me. How many of you don't know me here? Raise your hand. So why are you showing us me? I am physically here. You don't need to announce ministering now. Have you, which will be that? <laughs> which will be that? I am ministering in my house. You are still ministering Apostle Williams. Give me a Joshua one day, Joe. Let's read it together. It's not your own Joshua. Why are you looking at me? Uh-huh. Read it for me. Give me the King James Version. Let's read together. Die mouth. <laughs> who makes you prosper? Tell me who makes you prosper. It's you. You have just read it. It's you who make yourself prosper. Don't you know the graveyard has a lot of brains and visions, but they never amounted to anything. They died in wretchedness. You make your way prosper. Not God. God gives you vision. God doesn't carry it out. With your feet, you domain. With your head, you receive. With your hand, you work it out. If God prophesied you to be the chief executive of home office, you must pass some examination and do some courses which will legitimize you to be. If you don't pass it, you fast two million days without food and water. You only die of ulcer. And you will never even, if you go and apply to home office, you will only be great man there. Because you did not equip yourself with what God has given to allow you to sit in the position. Someone does not just think I'm going to be the president of this country, England. And you think it will just happen like that. No, you have to pass through a particular course of life. I will together now. So therefore, the book of the Lord will not depart from your mouth. And don't speak it only, act it. If you act the word, you will make your way prosperous. If you don't act the word, you will make your ways hard, isn't it? Isn't it? Come on, now, in it. Is he in it, you say? Yes, mate. In it. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? Look at this guy. It's sad me. I'm going back to Nigeria. Now, look at the book of Acts chapter 1. If this word is true with Jesus Christ. Shall we read Acts chapter 1? NIV version? Hey, hey. Cathedral, read Acts chapter 1. From verse 1. Yes. Stop. Jesus preached only? Come and answer me. How did Jesus preach? He will perform, then he will now preach it. 
So Jesus did not preach what he did not do. He will do first, and then he will tell you that, look, it is true, it's easy to do. This is the way to do it. So if you are in this house, you must do first. No member under me can say some devils hinder me. Christ with Tabernacle is not a church where any devil under heaven hinder anybody. Hallelujah forevermore. If you know a devil in your house, you don't need to worry. Just come and tell me, you and I will go and remove that devil. At least if I remove the devil for you, then what else? Yes. If you know the scriptures and you walk by the word of God, you will succeed in life. Easy success is cheap. Jesus began to do first. And then he taught. He began to do first. And then he taught. When he was anointed, he did not sit down. He used his leg to take dominion. Everywhere he went, he dominated. And he went to the man at the Bethesda pool in the book of John chapter 5. Look at me. When he entered the Bethesda pool, it was the end of the assignment of the angel. The angel had come there every time to steer the water. Then the one who sent the angel walked to the pool. He used his leg to walk. If he did not walk, he would not see the widow of name. It was by his foot that he met the widow of name. And he raised that dead child from the, from the coffin. It was by his foot he went to the house of Jairus and raised the dead body of Jairus' daughter. It was by his foot he walked. That power came out of him. And the woman with the issue of blood was healed instantly. Come on. The Bible says how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news. Proclaiming peace, announcing news of happiness and saying what to Zion? Hagarins. Listen to the word of God. Now let me preach. Clap for me now. <laughs> At least I want to preach. Someone say, what about this one you have been saying? I'm just talking to you as, as members of CFT. We have a great destiny awaiting us next year. The living God has showed it to me. He will comfort you in 2019. I rejoice so much when I saw it. Not in shadow he spoke to me, but he spoke to me in clean language. Look at what God has for you this morning. The book of Revelations, I promise you, I will teach you in the month of December, you remember? And I started from Revelations 22, verse 12, last week. Very quickly. What did he say? Shall we read together? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Who said it? Who said, Behold, I'm coming soon? When did he say it? Yes. Behold, I'm coming soon, and my reward is with me. And I will give unto everyone according to what he has done. So, Jesus said in that place, As on earth, what you get is what you did. You cannot get from what you did not do. If you imagine something in your hand, you can't get results from it. That's why people have a lot of good dreams and nothing comes out of it. But what you get is what you saw, what you thought, and then you translated into dust. You get it now? 
So therefore, Jesus said, I am coming soon and my word is with me. I will give to everyone, both Christians and non-Christians, according to the works of their hands. Okay? So, today, I want to take you through the introduction of this book of Revelation. Let's look at chapter 1 of Revelation book. Chapter 1. In the chapter 1, it says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants what must soon take place. And he said, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John. Can I help you understand some principles here of our revelation? The first thing is this. The revelation is of Jesus Christ. But the father gave it to the son. So, the father cannot speak to anybody under heaven except through Jesus, the son of God. If you are in any religion that does not believe in Jesus, that is not Jesus' religion, God can't speak to you. If you hear anything, you dream anything, it's not God who is speaking to you. It's the devil. God is one. So how can he speak to man in many ways? No, he speaks through one means. If he's one God, he speaks one voice. And his voice is Christ Jesus. But now, let me address those of you who are Christians, therefore. God is the one who gives revelation to his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus chooses who he will reveal to on earth. He's the one who makes the choice. But if you look at this process, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servant what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John. So God is God. Gave it to Jesus. Jesus sent angel. Anywhere you have dreams from God, an angel is behind the scene. Anywhere you have visions or trance or revelations, an angel is behind the scene. But this is it. Everyone who is a child of God have right to Jesus, isn't it? Come on now. So you all have right to see. In August, I was teaching you about the, in the Holy Ghost Convention about the gift of prophecy. From the book of Second Joel, Joel chapter 2 rather, verse 28 says that in the last days, God declares, I will pour out my spirit upon all people and sons and daughters will what? Prophesy. So you all can prophesy. You all can see vision. Because the spirit of prophecy lives in you, which is the Holy Spirit. Okay, now very quickly, let's see the next verse. The next verse says, who testifies to everything he saw. That is, the, you know, the revelation of Christ sent to his servant. His servant John testified to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, what about this John? A little. Let's see the next verse. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy... And blessed are those who what? Hear it and take it to heart what is written in it because the time is short. So you are blessed today because you are hearing. Come on, somebody say I'm blessed. I am blessed because I'm reading it. But we are more blessed if we do it. We are more blessed if we do it. Excuse me. God is saying to us again and again, don't give me a wishy-washy service. It's not good for you. 
You know, if all of us in the world decide not to serve God, God is enough for himself. So, if God gives you opportunity to be saved, it's because God so loves you. And God wants you to really serve him the Bible way. Not your own way. Not your own way. Don't look for flimsy excuse for God and expect God to answer you in your days you cry. Because when he needs you, if you give him an excuse, the day you need him, why should he be resident? Why should he appear and why should he answer you? Have you seen a father who, who blesses a child who is not resident? If you have two children at home and one is always there to help you, always coming to you asking, Dad, what do you want me to do? I finished my own work, I have time. Is there anything you want me to do? And you have the other child. You call him and he's on the, uh, uh, on the outside of the fence. Now, who will you bless? He's the one that... Huh? Are there no fathers here? I said, who will you bless? Fathers, open your mouth. Yes, thank you, dear. He's the one that's at home. Because the one that's at home, when you eat something, the remainder is the one you can see, you give. Oh, somebody bless you and you just feel, oh, let me bless my child. The one that is around is the one you give. If you are not around, the blessing comes. You, you can't even remember the one that is not resident. So is God. So is God. It is God. You know, it does not matter what you think about God. He doesn't even touch God at all. Because he has made himself known in the Bible. I would gather now. This is what tells me. If you read the Bible, you are blessed. I gave you Bible reading from, from January. Those who followed it religiously have read Bible twice and the rest is half, uh, two and a half times in this year. And I made it so simple that three chapters only in the morning, three chapters in the evening. Some of you spend more than three chapters talking to people about politics, about football, who will win and who will not win. I don't know what's your business in those who will win. Someone says, I support Liverpool. It's your business. I support Manchester. It's your business. Neither Liverpool and Manchester. When I went to heaven, I didn't see them there. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm not saying you shouldn't support them, but the time you are spending talking about them, you will have read six chapters of the Bible. Three in the morning, three in the evening. And the Bible says, your word is medicine to my body. Are we together now? You read the Bible regularly, it brings healing to your bones. He says it's a healing to a, a, a whole, the whole man's bones. Three doses in the morning, three doses in the evening. It will cure you completely and prevent diseases from affecting your body. Come on, let me tell you this. The word of God is true. Yeah? Yes, sir. So therefore, further, the Bible says, blessed are those who read it. Because the word of the revelation here is talking about the whole Bible, which is God's own breath. Whenever you read the Bible, you are blessed. When I was writing the program for you to study this very month, my, my heart was pumping with anxiety and joy. Because the Lord was speaking to me that let them read characters. You know, before we have read the Bible from verse to verse, chapter to chapter, you will find it out that you are still reading Deuteronomy again in what you are given. And you will find it out that you will read Abraham, then you read uh, Joseph, then you read about Ephraim, then you read about Gideon, then you read about Samson, then you read, it's only Jephthah I didn't put there. And then you read other characters in the Bible. Then when you get to Christmas, you are reading about what Isaiah said about Jesus, and then what Jesus said about himself. Come on now, hallelujah somebody. 
I felt so much happy. Because those things will prepare you for what God is about to do next year. So if from January to now you have failed reading the Bible that I give you daily, you can catch up next few days. And this year will be ended. So that you will get the blessing too that others are getting. Blessed are those who hear, who read, who hear, and who take it to heart. I beg you to obey. Look at the next verse. John to the seven churches in province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come <clears throat> and from the seven spirits before the throne. Let's read together. John. <clears throat> Let me talk to you. Whenever I read these things, I remember I have been in the throne before the Father four times in my life. And I remember one occasion that the gates of the throne opened and the Father was speaking. And I looked into it to see the Father. And I saw a light that blinds the eye of man but does not give you strength. That is, when you turn your eyes to see beyond the veil, your eyes go blank because your eyes too is radiating the light. <clears throat> and you cannot, light cannot see in light. To serve God is profitable. I mean, to serve Him with pure heart. Very profitable. I will not bargain anything in this world for it. You know, my wife is the closest to my heart. If my wife decides to leave me, I have choice whether to leave my wife or leave God. I will leave her instant. Instant. For my living God. Because what can mortal man offer me? When you are taken on a journey to heaven, you forget Dubai. Hallelujah. <laughs> my God. That scripture says, John to the seven churches in the province of Asia which is present day Turkey. Asia is the country of Paul. He was born in Tarsus. So when Paul was called by God, he planted seven churches in his own country. What about your village? What are you doing? Since you are born again, what about your own city? What are you doing? What about your tribes people? Next day I'm sending all of you out to your families, to your tribe. They must know this Jesus that you know. The truth you have heard from me, teach to them. Paul of Tarsus, that is Paul of Turkey. Okay? Let me show you these seven churches. Quick. Please put it on the board for me. Look at the seven churches. Uh, bro, go and switch off the lights over there. Let me show you something. Two things I want to help you know. In the time of Paul, the moment Paul got his, the God sent Paul out, he went from place to place. Then he went to his own people, his kindred, and he planted seven churches. Look at 
If you look at that up, if you look at this, I don't have these red uh, lights that goes. On my right side, where you have the white, white uh, box on the right, you will see Athens on the left, and you will see another red box which covers area of Turkey. This Turkey of today. Erdogan. Erdogan's Turkey. Okay? It was the country of Paul. He planted seven churches there. Now look at, the first church was the number one, church of Ephesus. Number two, church of Smyrna. Number three, Pagamos. Number four, Phytara. Number five, Sardis. Number six, Philadelphia. And number seven, Laodicea. You can see how they go. This man planted these churches. <clears throat> Let me say something to you. You know how much power was used by God. He can't enter into a place and you argue. You will be convinced by every ramification. The guy spiritually is loaded. Intellectually, he is too good. So the place you are by, he was speaking to his most excellent Theophilus. Alright? Who is supposed to be the custodian of extreme knowledge. But when Paul shifted into jurisprudence, Theophilus became like a baby in the kindergarten. And he was using his academic knowledge to express who Christ is. And Theophilus said that, ah, too much learning is cut out your head for. <laughs> However, Theophilus accepted Jesus. That's the reason why Luke wrote the book of Acts to him. The book of Luke and the book of Acts. We are reading to Theophilus. So now, if you look at these powerful churches, what happened that today it is dominated by Islam? You know what? In the time of Paul, it cannot happen. Any power that comes, Paul overthrow it. He doesn't need anyone to come and help him. Because he stood with God. A generation came. By the time that Paul said died, and they handed it over to the next generation, they begin to redefine the church. So the church became like a social club. Yes? Like today. There are many people who go to churches... What they have been taught is the same thing again and again. God will do it for you, say amen, we say amen. So to those people, the God who cannot perform miracles is not their God. No, our God sometimes does not perform miracles. He wants you to worship Him than to give you miracles. Sometimes our God apportions suffering to us and we suffer. He tests our faith through suffering. A man who did not do tests cannot have testimony. You cannot say you passed if you didn't write the examination. You cannot say you have victory when you did not fight battle. But many churches and many ministers have turned God to Baba do good. That is not the God of Israel. Listen to me. We have cross that we have to carry. Jesus says, whoever will Follow me, must pick his cross and follow me. And the cross of one, each one of us here, if I tell everybody to be talking about the, the cross they carry, it's different from one person to the other. But none of us have a condition today that somebody had not passed through on this earth among the Christians. Some of you, your husband could be your cross. Some of you, your wife could be your cross. Some of you, your children could be your cross. Or a child in your family. Some of you could be your, your father or your mother. Who is your cross? Some of you may be your body. 
A miracle worker can be sick and God leave the sickness in his body. Not because he, he, he cannot be healed, but God humbled him with the sickness. I, my own spiritual father was blind, but he sees what physical eyes cannot see. You stand before him, he said, call me that person standing. And the person is standing far away. How did you know? And if you go to somebody and say, no, that, not that one. I'm talking about this one in the right. But he's physically blind. But he can, he can see by the eyes of the spirit what God wants him to see. One day they gave him a house. One of our members. God blessed him through Baba. He, was, he came suicidal to us. And Baba said to him that, God is God who made everything. You lose everything because you are stubborn. You need to serve God. If you serve God well, he will restore you back beyond what you were. And the man said, well, if I don't serve him now, what will I serve? Everything is gone. I don't have nothing. So Abba prophesied over him. Within two or three years, the man became a multimillionaire. Because the brain is there. Satan hindered him. And God allowed it. So that he can look for God. That man then went to buy a land in Baba's town. Because Baba didn't build any house. You know, those of us who are called, we go about building houses for people who don't think about one. I would get now. So, after the man was blessed, the man bought a land and built a mansion with so many rooms, boys' quarters and everything, and bought a brand new Mercedes and put there. And he said, Baba, come and open my house. So Baba went there to open the house, a housewoman. And when he got there, after during all the service, they consecrated the house. They took him blind from one door to the other, from one key to the other, from one room to the other. He was blind. And then at the end of the ceremony, the man took the bunch of keys. And he said, Baba, this is your house. You are sleeping here tonight. Because God used you to turn my captivity around. And I have decided that I would not live in a house you would not live. I build yours first and I build mine. And everybody who came, Baba... But he told them that you can't go home. All of you, your rooms are there. Took them, told my mother, this is my master. room. He has taken them all over the room. Said, this is your room. This is all stuff. So, that night, the man left. You know, all those who work with him were wondering, ah, <laughs> can God just turn you around overnight? You don't know who is thinking about you when you are seeking the face of God. But that night, Baba now sat up and said, Lord, you gave me house, but I cannot see. And an angel of the Lord touched his eyes. And his eyes opened. And he says, follow me. And they walked out from room to room. You know, when angels are walking with you, they paralyze every other person. They will make you snore. And go into dreamland. <laughs> Even if they pour fire on your body, you won't wake up. Because they are in control. It's good to serve God, you know. We, we Christians have so much that God has given us. So, they took Baba from door to door and from house to house. They saw everybody sleeping. Everybody sleeping. All of them are gone in sleep. Then they brought him out and he came out. He saw the car. He said, that is your car. And he went out. He saw the, the whole house. They painted everything. So, when the angel has taken him all around, and then they brought him back to his room, and he said, you can now sit down. And as he sat down, he was blind again. So he told them in the morning and described every room. Paint of the car, inside of the car, everything. 
and told them what happened to him. But God made him blind. Why? God said, if he has eyes, he will fall into adultery. Yes. So God took the eyes. He's gone to the Lord now. He trained me. Okay? And I followed his path. Amen? Amen. Now I behave like him. And it will be so to you also. You know what brought that church down is that when Paul died, those who remained did not follow the discipline. That's why here today I'm pouring my life out to the offspring that will come out of me. When we have Bible study, they are there. They don't have to be young in age. I know those who are old among you who are always there, who are young who are always there. They are the people I can hand over to. And if I hand over to them, I can be confident that what God has sent me keeps going. You know something? Let me tell you this. Okay, I will tell you in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute. You see, this man Paul, those churches were firebrand, but they became cold water. It's like Christians who started well, and then now they talk stories. When I used to serve God... May that not be your portion. Go back. So next year we are going to that uh, island of Patmos. There's a missionary trip to the island of Patmos. You will get all the calendar by next week. We have a trip to, two trips to Israel next year. We have a trip to island of Patmos. And we will go also to Athens, where Paul preached. And he said, you are Thermians, I believe, I perceive you will serve a lot of God. You will see those temples, they are still there. For almost 2,000 years, they are still there. <clears throat> so those of you who are interested in that, you can save your money. It's a better place for holiday than to go to Mickey Mouse in uh, Orlando, Florida. Why are you laughing? You are one of those who go to Mickey Mouse, that's why. <laughs> now, listen to me. But let's see this. It says to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from he who is and who was and who is to come. And that is why I told you about when I went to the presence of the Father, you know, what I saw. Whenever I, re- I read this, vi- this scripture, I remember a song that we used to sing in CSE. I want to sing it in God's own language. It's the language of my village. It says, E mi yo fi o komiton, E ni tole be mi mi la, A bure ti ki ye lai lai, Orore da ju, E mi lalfa atomiga, Ipileshe ati okwin 
Olodumare, Olodumare, Lolu, Wawi. Do you know what it says? I entrust my soul to the hands of he that delivered my soul. I will serve him who delivered my soul. A strong tower that is eternal. His word is faithful. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Who was and is and who is to come. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The Almighty, the Almighty, the Almighty, says the Lord. Look at what it says there. John to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is, who was, and who is to come. And from the seven spirits before his throne. Look at the next verse very quickly. And from Jesus Christ... Who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth? He rules over all the thrones of the earth. <clears throat> Therefore, that's why as a Christian, you can't be afraid of any throne. It is your right to sit in the highest thrones that are. Listen to me. Any career that you are as a believer, the top of it is your limit. It's your limit. That's the reason why you must equip yourself with skill necessary. So that when the time comes, you will be the one. Listen to me. Jesus rules over all kings of the earth. Okay. It doesn't mean that some of them who are prime minister or president, he appointed them there. No. He lets you choose. But anybody who sits on that seat, he has rulership over him. Not only that. The Bible says, <coughs> he is the fourth man from the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus freed us from our sins by his blood so that the curse of sin have no jurisdiction over anyone that draws near to him. I mean, some Christians believe that they have curses over them, not in CFC. If a curse is following you, when you enter that door, it decided to leave. Because the Bible says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. What the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the flesh, the Bible says, Jesus did it by the cross. My grandfather was the first chief imam of Abulifo. My father, my mother's name is Kuburat. Ewege. You don't understand. My father was Shongubamila. Oshoniwale. Omwewushu. You don't understand what I'm saying. I came from a father. The people went to Rumorok. They saw a woman on Rumorok, 136 years old, worshipping devil. They will come and tell you when they come back. They will come and tell you. 
I have told them, when they told me the story of what happened in Olumo with devils, I say, yeah, my own father's land, I'm going there tomorrow, uh, next year. The woman who is 136 years old, who is a shrine woman, why would God allow her to, to live, if not that he wants to save her? So, at Bekuta, here we come. In my own tribe, every compound have an idol, one idol in every compound. That is, every Abekuta person must have that idol. It's called Ogun. That idol is the gatekeeper. It's the one that we put outside. It is so much a useless idol that he cannot wear clothes. He doesn't have clothes. It's only Mariwo. It is palm fronts he uses as a cloth. He's so useless idol that he does not even have uh, uh, all the shrine we build for other idols. All the metal that have been condemned is what we use to build house for it. Are we together? Are you with me? And then in the house, you will choose the one you will worship in the house. Whether it is uh, Ogrinyon, whether it's Oya. Here they all in my mother's compound. And my father, don't talk about him. Come on now. Don't talk about my grandfather. What about my great-grandfather? Don't talk about him. Sometimes I will tell you about my, my genealogy. Is it genealogy? Genealogy. Hallelujah. <laughs> But you know something? It does not matter what my grandfather was. It does not matter what my father was. The Bible says, To him who loves us and has freed us, past participle tense, <clears throat> he has freed us from all our sins by his blood. Who can tell me that I am cursed? He is a liar from the pit of hell. Because when I came to Jesus, he freed me. Who tells you all the generational curse? They are blind guys, leading, leading blind. None of them came from a background that I came from. If I came from such a terrible background and I'm successful, both in God and in things of the world, what have you done that they are telling you that you are cursed? You are not cursed. Satan is lying to you. You have been blessed. I showed you in the beginning, the Bible says, Blessed are those who read aloud the word of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it. So not only read that, both the hearer and the hearer are blessed. And both of them, they want to go to higher blessings, they take it to heart. Yeah. Hallelujah. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, nor stand in the way of sinners. Someone says, but his delight is in the law of God. In the law of God, he meditates day and night. And verse 4 says, he, 3, he shall be like a tree planted at the riverside. He said he will grow his fruit in his season, and whatever he does, that is you, whatever you do, I say that is you. Whatever you do, you prosper. But you must not see in the council of people. If my wife was a, a, a gossip, I would have left my house and pitched my house somewhere else. I can't live on the roof, under the same roof with the gossip. So I will tell her, if you want to come, come to my house. But when you reach my door, that mouth, lock up the gossip. Because if you say one, I will throw you out of this house. Marriage will not take me to hell. It's better for me not to be married than to be married into a marriage that will take me to hell. Are you with me now? Uh-huh. Blessed is the man who was in the, in, the, in the way of sinners. A wife that would always take me to sinner or a husband, I would let him stay. Look, you don't have to marry in this world. If you marry, then if the marriage is in line with God helping you to fulfill God's will, let the marriage stay. Are you with me now? Everybody is just quiet. 
Jesus said that it is better to cut off your right hand and enter heaven amputated than to have two hands and enter hell. Are we together now? So therefore, he, go back to my revelations, please. Thank you. Um, the, the man over there is too full of spirit. That's why he's showing everything. And <laughs> from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, you're almost finishing now. The firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves me and you and has freed us totally from our sins by his blood. Do we need deliverance for that? No, because somebody has paid the price. What is his name? Jesus. Anybody who tells you that you need deliverance for such, he is a messenger of Satan. None of them has seen the Lord, and unto who has the arm of the Lord been revealed. You always tell them, show me in the Bible one of the disciples of Jesus that they conduct deliverance for. All of them came from cursed background. If they did not conduct deliverance for any one of them, what, what is anybody to say that you who are now a follower need deliverance? Who will you be liking to in the Bible? Lies of the devil. Satan raised those people up to intimidate those who have been set free. So that you can live like a slave under them. And milk you until they die. You are free from that. Look at the next verse. Let's read it together. And has made us. You know the first one said that he is the ruler of all the kings. Then he said now that he had made you to be a kingdom. That is you rule over the kings. And you are a priest over the kings. Every Christian is a king. Every Christian is a priest. He made you a kingdom and priest. To do what? To serve his God. That's why you are born again. In this church every day. People pray one hour every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. I say every day. Every day, every day, they come, they come, they pray, they come, they come, they pray. Every Tuesday, they come to read the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Come on now. He had made you kingdom and priest for one purpose, to do what? To serve God, not to serve yourself. Don't you understand? Hey, to serve God and Father, to Him be what? Glory and power. What is your seat of glory? What is your seat of glory? What is your seat of power? And dominion? <laughs> that is from God. But you have to serve Him. Have you ever seen any demon fighting with God? I saw you, Yaki, Jakadi. You don't understand what I'm saying. If your clothes is torn, and you decided to sew it. Have you seen a cloth? A torn cloth. You put it under the machine. You know? And you go roll the machine. And when, this, when the needle with the, with the uh, thread is, is sewing it back. The cloth says, leave me alone. No, it's what you do. That cloth must submit to. A pot that you bought in the market to make tea. You cannot pour hot water into your pot, your cup you bought. And your cup said that, I don't want hot water today, I want cold water. 
Has that happened to you before? <laughs> if your call speak to you, I'm sure that they will tell you in any chair something is really wrong with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it's impossible for Paul to pay. Now let me say this to you, therefore. If you work with God, it is impossible for any power to overcome you. Impossible. To him who you work with, be glory. It is impossible for anyone to hinder your glory. If you work with God. To him with power, it is impossible for someone to say that you will not be promoted in this office. Who said that to you? Worms will eat their mouths. Listen to me. To him be glory and power. I love it. We have three more scriptures to finish. And it says forever and ever. And it says what? Look at the second amen the next verse. Let's read the next verse together. Look. Uh-huh. That last part of that scripture, it will not be your portion. When he will come, you will not be among those who mourn. When he comes, you will be among those who reign with him. That is to accept him as your Lord and follow him. Simple as everything. Simple. That's all you need to do. Everybody must serve something in this world. If you don't serve God, the devil will give you an idol. Even if you are born again. Are we together? You know that the race is not meant for the swift. It's not how many work you do that prosper you. It's how many God bless. There are people who work until they are sick. And they amount to nothing. There are people who sit down and write. And they earn great money. Let God build your house for you. He wants to. But we must serve him. We must serve him. The last two verses. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord. The Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. That is the verse I sang to you a few minutes ago. All right? And what does he say in closing? You know something? John said, your brother in what? Your brother and companion in what? No, I thought you say in blessing first. Did you get it now? God is not God because he blesses us. He's God because he's God. And we too must go through suffering. Nobody gets good thing without working hard. And the working hard is suffering. One of my pastors, I came in, he was just telling me, he's doing his PhD. He, could not, he didn't sleep for three days before he met me, when I came back. Because he wrote, he, he wrote some submissions, and the professors criticized it and told him to amend and, you know, do research in some areas. And he expected to, expecting that he would reply them in three weeks. But what I taught you in this church, do it straight away. So he decided not to sleep. And he went and researched and got everything back to them within three days. And the professors were shocked. You know, by doing that, he has registered distinction before them. Because 
if once you beat the imagination of your professor, you have laid a bedrock. Any other thing he will mark you, you are already passed before he marks. Because we say that, ah, I know that student, you know. You already passed before he marks. But he hasn't slept for three days when he saw me. You cannot get success by loafing about. The race is not meant for the sweet. The Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber. Proverbs 6. A little folding of arms and poverty will jump upon you like arm robbers. Someone says, I don't know what is wrong with me. I can't read. Who told you that? You lie to yourself. Oh, I see some demons. Why should you see demons? When you don't see Bible, why won't you see demons? Eyes must see something. If your eyes have seen too much demons, carry those demons and be reading Bible with it. When you read Bible without eyes, then look at them and ask them, where are you demons? The eye you use to see God, how can demons appear to it? Are we together now? God is God. We are companion of John in suffering. And then kingdom. That is not suffering. That is enjoyment. You will suffer first before you enjoy. Don't let anybody turn your cross to a curse. There are some ministers who go before them, they will tell you that what you are going through is because you are not faithful, you are not this, you are not that. You are not, you are, you are committing, committed to the Lord, serving the Lord, praying every day, coming to, to the temple. The difference between somebody who serves God repeatedly, daily, and the person who doesn't is this. Your own cross, if you have a challenge, it has expiry date. Yes, yes, because the God you are serving will deliver you. But if you have a challenge and you don't serve God well, God allowed that to draw your attention to serve Him. Instead of fasting over what is not, turn towards God and serve Him. He will take care of it. I would get that. Don't let anyone turn your cross to demise. You are called not only into glory, but also into suffering. You suffer first before the kingdom. And He says, and patience endurance. So in your suffering, you need patience. Are we together? That I asked in Christ Jesus was on the island of Patmos before because of the word of God and testimony of Jesus. You know what? Let me help you know about this John. What history tells us is that John, when they were killing the, the, the apostles, they wanted to kill John. They tried everything they couldn't get through to kill him. They caught him, they can't, he couldn't caught they spare him, he couldn't be spared. They tried to nail him, no nail will book Bentry's his body. They now said, how can we deal with this man? They now put on a hot oil, boiling oil, and they threw him alive into boiling oil. It became water before him. The God who was with Shadrach, Mishan, and Abednego in the Old Testament, who stood in fire and fire became air conditioned, he was in that boiling oil before John entered. When John entered the boiling oil, he did not fry. So when they could not kill him by any means, and they were afraid of him, they said, let us send him to an island where there is no human being. Not knowing that it was God directing them to send him to the island of Patmos, where there are scorpions and serpents and vipers and venomous snakes. Because how can Jesus and all these angels appear on the island and other human beings who are sinners are there? They will just die. Because Jesus came down to the island himself. With all the angels of God. And they began to show to John this revelation. The sinful body would die at their presence. So that's why here they allowed him to be banished there. And this next year, you and I, those of you who are able, 
we will reach island of Patmos and we will go to the very spot where Jesus appeared and he wrote this revelation. They preserved it till today. I will together now. But I give you with this, I leave you with this. The little that I've shown you this morning are part of the abundance that is awaiting you. If only you can serve the Lord. Shall we stand up together? Our prayer point will be.